Welcome back to the New Yachtsman channel. I'd like to continue our discussion about finance. This is a follow-up to Finance One, and I want to talk today more about annual costs and things that don't happen monthly so that you can try to budget for what the yacht costs over the year. You're also going to learn that there are things you don't have to do every year, but you should still anticipate and budget for their costs and maybe amortize that over many years. So let me do a quick screen share here and show you some more examples. All right, annual maintenance expenses. So the yacht has certain things that have to be done once a year or once every several years on top of where it lives and its slip fee. The, the boat needs to be serviced just like you would service your car. Um, I also get a lot of uh, comparisons to airplanes. For those of you that have airplanes, um, unfortunately, the yachting world is not near as organized as the airplane world. In an airplane, whenever you're on the plane, the plane is working and you can divide every hour of work to flight time and the FAA controls all of the maintenance aspects of it. So it's very easy in an airplane to come up with a cost per flight hour. In a yacht, it's very different because the yacht costs money sitting there doing nothing just like the plane does, but you also are on the yacht using it. And just like your home, it has many systems of a home. So it's really impossible to compare a yacht to an airplane when it comes to flight hours or hours on the yacht for that reason. I'm going to go back to our example here for annual maintenance. So we're going to go back to our same 60-foot boat we talked about in the last session. And we're going to talk about the bottom job. So there is anti-fouling paint that is used on the bottom of any yacht that's in salt water. Actually, most boats in fresh water still have bottom paint on them, although the stuff doesn't grow as much. Um, and what has to happen is this paint has to be scraped every month and then every year or two. And many people get two years out of a bottom job, so this isn't really an annual cost. Um, they go to a good boat yard and they will pressure wash the whole bottom of the boat. They will clean all the metal surfaces with wire brushes and sandpaper. They will clean the propeller um, with sandpaper and get it back down to bare metal. And then there are special paints that go on the fiberglass and there are other special paints that go on the metal. A good going rate here in Florida is about $140 a foot. And again, this doesn't really have to be done every year, depending on how you use the boat. But in this example, I would budget $8,400 a year for the bottom job. And the surfaces that you see, the, the superstructure, everything above the deck um, is gel coat. And that gel coat really should be waxed once or twice a year. And the hull itself, uh, whether it's colored or an off-white like the superstructure, that surface should be whacked once or twice a year as well. Most of the yacht owners I, I know like to do this twice a year and keep the boat looking perfect. And they will spend, you know, somewhere in that four to $6,000 range to have every surface of that boat compound waxed and, you know, make, make, make it look perfect. Um, the engines and generators, I didn't put a number here because there's quite a difference in the fee 
for different horsepower engines and different manufacturer engines. So very large engines that are made in Europe cost a lot more to service than a Caterpillar engine um, that's smaller made here in the U.S., just like in your sports car. Your AMG Mercedes costs a lot more to service than your F-250 truck. Um, it's thousands of dollars, but um, I will help you if you send me a question based on the boat you're looking at, but this is not a hard number to get. When you're first looking at the boat, you figure out what engines are in it, you should be able to ask the manufacturer what the annual cost is to do oil change and filter change of the engines. All marine engines are recommended at an hour interval and at a yearly interval. So the interval that's most common is somewhere around 250 hours. You need to change the oil and filters on the engine uh, generators as well, and, or once a year. So if you only put 100 hours on the yacht this year, and it's been a year since you did your oil change, you still have to change the oil at the 12-month interval, even though you've only put 100 hours on it and not 250. The reason for this is oil and things degrade just sitting in the engine. So water is absorbed from the atmosphere and metals leach into the oil, even though the engine isn't running. So you will do this service once a year, no matter how many hours you put on it. Now, if you're on a very long trip, I just had a customer go all the way to Maine and back and he did over 400 hours. He did another oil change halfway through his trip at 250 hours. And when he got back, he was almost due for another one. So it is 250 hours or once a year. Your stabilizers, whether it be fin stabilizers or gyro, these systems all require maintenance as well. Uh, many of the brokerage boats you'll look at will have the fin stabilizers. Many of the newer boats um, have gone to the gyro and some boats have both. But the actual fin system that does the stabilization of the yacht um, has seals that keep the salt water from coming in and keep the grease and stuff going out, uh, kind of like wheel bearings on a car. And this system needs to come apart, be cleaned every three years and new seals are put in. Your propellers. Now I have customers that every time they do the bottom job, they send the props out and have them checked. Probably not a bad idea, but probably not necessary if you haven't been bumping the bottom and you haven't been, you know, doing things that you think were impacting those propellers, like running through sticks and logs and stuff like that. So tuning the props every three years is certainly needed. Every year probably isn't needed. Um, it is several thousand dollars to have those props removed, have them checked out. I will say I'd rather do this more often than not. Um, if the prop is out, you may not feel it, but it could cost you basically gas mileage um, every day you run the boat. So having perfect props if you run fast is pretty important. And if your props are out and it's costing you 10% of the fuel per year, um, you'd wished you'd done this more often. So one of the things I like to do is write down what my performance is pretty much every boat trip. And then you can look back and say, hey, a year ago, I was burning this many gallons an hour at this speed. And now I'm burning a little bit more. This is one of the places I would look. Exterior varnish, also referred to as bright work. Um, beautiful teak on the yacht. 
Um, these clear finishes uh, by design have to be transparent so you can see the wood. And that means that the UV tends to tear them up much more than a paint or a gel coat surface. So exterior varnish here in Florida needs to at least be touched up uh, between six months and every year. Um, very different in price, depending on the amount of wood on the boat, if there is any wood on the boat, and what needs to be done. A, um, a typical classic motor yacht with all teak handrails to just put two coats on an otherwise good looking finish would only be a few thousand. If you let it go or you bought a boat where all that needed to be totally stripped down to bare wood and those varnish coats need to be built back up to 12 or 15 coats, then it could be $12,000 in varnish. And that, that process would take several weeks. So huge variable there, just know that it exists. Um, other things like uh, the exhaust um, is, is a biggie. The way the exhaust works in a motor yacht, um, the hot gas that normally goes out the tailpipe in your car is going out the bottom of the boat. And to make that happen, the exhaust is mixed with seawater to cool it before it goes out the boat. So there is a system here where sea, cold seawater is mixed with hot exhaust. And these are big stainless steel components. And it's a very corrosive environment. And about every 10 years, these parts need to be thrown away and you buy a new one. It's kind of like a glorified muffler on a car. And that system could be $25,000, really depends on the boat and the engines, but it's relatively expensive. But there are things like this on the boat you need to know about because when you're looking at a seven-year-old boat and you think you're going to own it for three years and no one's ever done this, I want you to budget for replacing this exhaust at 10 years. And it could happen sooner and you could get more time out of it. You'll know that at survey. But there will be items like this that you need to start keeping track of. Also on the engines, just like your car, you know, your car oil change, basic service is one fee. But when you get to 50,000 miles, the manufacturer recommends you do a lot more. Same thing in the um, engine world for marine engines. And instead of measuring things in miles, because we don't really have an odometer on the boat, we measure everything on the boat in engine hours. So if you assume that you do 250 hours a year, which is the oil change interval, then every four oil changes or every four years, you would have to do what's called a thousand hour engine service. And this engine service requires taking other serviceable items apart. It's, it's akin to cleaning the fuel injection system on your car and maybe changing some sensors and in addition to that, the boat has many parts that are seawater cooled. And these coolers, the transmission cooler, the aftercooler from the turbocharger, the heat exchanger itself for the engine, all these parts need to come off every thousand hours. They need to be taken apart, really cleaned, tested in a, in a factory environment, not on the boat. They actually take these parts away to the service center where they have better tools and they test everything, they boil it in special tanks, and then they bring those parts back. Sometimes these parts don't pass inspection and you have to replace some of them. But um, generally, 
many of these parts will last for six to 10 years. And then some of those parts might, may need to be replaced if they're exposed to seawater. So that's how you begin to build your annual cost. And as you can see, because a lot of it's based on time or hours, um, it's pretty variable from boat to boat. When you're first buying the brokerage boat, I also want to mention that post-survey, you're going to have some costs as well. So as we mentioned before, when we do a marine survey, we expect the seller to fix the deficiencies that nobody knew about. And most of the time you come to agreement and fix those things. You will also find when you first buy the boat, there are things you're going to want to do to it that are not the seller's responsibility. So part of this cost exercise is to build this survey document. The first example I have in here is, let's say the boat really needs a bottom job. The seller doesn't feel like they should buy you a brand new bottom job on this seven-year-old boat, but you don't feel like you should have to do it the first day either. And you come to a compromise and you, just, you decide to split the $6,000 cost of doing the bottom job on this boat. So you have a cost of $3,000. The seller has a cost of $3,000. Let's say the survey revealed that there's a water leak somewhere and it's going to cost $2,500 to fix. That would go in the seller's co column. It's not going to cost you anything. Then your wife goes upstairs and says, well, I really want to recover this helm chair before we take ownership of the boat. Um, so let's, we're not going to get the seller to agree to that, but I want to send my helm chairs back to Stid and have them recovered in ultra leather. That's going to be $3,000. So you can just keep going down the survey list and figure these things out and what else you want to do to the boat. Um, you'll have things like doing the name change. So there's a name on the back of the boat. Um, it's not the seller's responsibility to remove the old name and put the new name on. That'll be your cost. That same name may be on the dinghy and that'll have to be done as well. There may be teak name boards on the side next to the running lights that have the name of the boat and you're going to want to put the new name on that as well. So you need to build this cost list post-survey for the things you want to do to the boat after you get it. And in many cases, I have, when I'm working with a, a buyer of brokerage boats, we'll look at some boats and we'll do some of this exercise before we even make an offer on the boat. So if let's say you're looking at three different boats that are similar. One of them's older than the other two it's important to go through this exercise and say, well, this boat's less expensive, it's older, but what is really my net cost? Am I better off buying the newer boat that has less of these items or am I better off buying the older boat and putting more cash into, the, into fixing up the boat to make it what I want? And that's an important part of the criteria. Um, I also want to mention that if you buy the boat that needs a lot of work, I want you to also anticipate that there's a lot of downtime in these exercises. No boat, no boat yard is waiting for you to arrive and about to start work on your boat. So any of these tasks that are required to do before you're happy with the yacht are going to take time. And the length of the list determines the length of the time. And you may end up going to more than one place, depending on what needs to be done. If you're going to paint a whole hull, that's probably a different facility than, you know, having engine maintenance and things that can be done in a boat slip. 
So it's important to realize that these things exist and to help budget the money and the time to get them done. I hope all this helps. I hope it's not too detailed, but I think you can see that with a couple of spreadsheets, you can really begin to build the picture for what it costs to buy the boat, what it costs to maintain the boat, and then what your ongoing costs are. Um, please send me any questions with a link down below, and I'd love it if you'd like and subscribe. Thank you.